Hello and welcome to Redgate and Wolf. We are an actual play monster of the week uh, podcast. I was going to say one shot, but that's not right. Joining me, uh, I, blah, blah, blah. I'll edit that out. I am Sarah, your host and keeper. And joining me today is, oh my goodness, it's Sean. Hello, I'm Sean and I play Angus McCrae, the monstrous. And I'm Celeste and I play Marie Redgate, the crooked. Thanks for that, Sean. Uh, because the listeners, dear listeners, your favorite character, Marie, will probably not be in this mystery, but fear not, she will be back soon. Unfortunately, life is um has claimed Celeste for the time being. But fear not, we will uh bring in some fun shenanigans, so it'll be like she's still here, sort of. Anyway, we have a special guest, a very important special guest. Those of you who have listened to the Keeper's Retreat will know what I mean. I would like to welcome our special guest, Mr. Ray. Hi there, uh, I'm Mr. Ray. I am on the podcast $2 Creature Feature. We're another actual Play Monster of the Week podcast, and I am the Keeper there. And if you listen to that, you'll recognize the character I'm playing. When last we met... We finished up a mystery! Marie and Angus went looking for the missing librarian, Mavis. They were assisted by Jax, Marie's sort of old boyfriend from that sect, you know, the vampiric assemblage. We learned that Mavis is not some simple librarian. Nay, she is the guardian of magic books, and because of her disappearance, said books were running amok in the library. Characters leapt from the pages, and Angus, followed by Marie, he still maintains that she pushed him, fell into a tome and traversed these stories. Jax raced to free them, and by the time they were back in the real world, they discovered the unchecked magic had turned the library into a castle. Life-size playing cards then attacked, and Jax eventually died. It was so sad. So, so very, very sad. Marie made Angus wear Jax's corpse like a scarf, and they slipped into the castle's rear to fight the Queen of Hearts. Marie ditched Angus, of course. Angus got captured, of course. All hope, and the corpse formerly known as Jackson Steel, was lost. Our plot armor protected hunters reunited, fought the queen and her playcard minions, and saved the day. However, Marie was at death's door before Angus, in his wolfy form, whisked her away to safety. And then the ambulance took her to the hospital in Joplin, where she is now recovering. Leaving Angus all alone. In a castle. Let's start the next mystery. What has Angus been doing while Marie has been recovering in the hospital? Pretty much gathering what he can for clothing. <laughs> trying to, of course, has no clothes. Pretty much trying to sh- uh, set up a uh, little home in uh, one of the spare rooms of the castle, which suddenly appeared mm-hmm. from last, last mystery. Yep. With the permission of uh, Mavis. Thank you. I almost called her Mabel. I knew you forgot. Permission of Mavis, of course. Something on the basement type area. Ooh. Away from prying eyes and kind of a secure location. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you been trying to access your bank accounts and that kind of thing? Does Hendrix even have a bank? Of course it does. No, no, it's you. I mean, there's also the internet and an ATM, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's that newfangled stuff. Black magic's what that is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll try to access any kind of funds he may have, well, access to, given his falling out with Mr. Ephraim. Mr. Ephraim, yep. Okay, so you were able to get your hands on a bit of money before the account is closed on you. So you've set up a room down in the in the basement area. There probably is more rooms than what was already shared on the in the previous mystery. You've been filling it with your newfound belongings, whatever you can get your hands on, and with what little funds you have available. Uh, Mavis has been helping you, and in return, you've been helping Mavis set up the library again. What a chore. Mm-hmm. I think I can reach those top shelves for her. Ah, she's very appreciative. But she is. If she were only younger. Quite so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Okay. This feels so weird without Celeste. Steadily growing his beard back. Yes. There's no giggling. It's weird. <laughs> Is that weird to you, Sean? A lack of giggling? <laughs> I can throw a couple giggles in if you like. Sure. Go for it. Actually, Mr. Ray, you need to start giggling. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Spot on. <laughs> Let's just, just cue him like creepy child left and just have that like going like in the background like a no- noise gate. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Okay, so while he's been doing this, he hasn't noticed the procession of trucks and caravans that have been coming off the off-ramp off the state highway and making its way through Hendrix down to the south end near the mountainous area. Of course, it's on the flat area. For our listeners, they're heading towards a large swath of land between the fire tower and where the algae gator attacked Marian Angus. There's a road that goes all the way down that way towards the mountains down there. So there's this nice area where they can set up their large, brightly colored tents and stools. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the carnival, or should I say Severus Traveling Fun Fair is in town. Woo! And I don't even know if he performs, but you drop in on the owner who has just arrived in town. Mr. Ray, would you like to introduce your character and tell us what he looks like? Yes, um, I will be playing Severus Savarti. He's the owner of the Traveling Fun Fair. He doesn't typically perform, but he's a tall fellow. He's about 6'1 or 6'2". He's thin, and he wears a three-piece suit, along with uh, having a mustache and goatee style. He looks sort of like a cross between Errol Finn, Flynn and... My mind just went blank. Vincent Price. Yes, thank you. And he has piercing green eyes. So, Severus, it's not really a coincidence that you're here. I mean, it's not your usual stop for your traveling funfair, but... You decided to gravitate towards Hendrix because there was someone here you'd like to visit. Yes. And if it would be possible, I would like to... Well, I mean, at this point, the carnival sets up on its own, uh, pretty much. He's very good at delegating. A trick that he picked up from an old friend that, you know, the less work you have to do and the more everybody else does it, the better it is. Thank you, Nye. (laughs) But I think he'll sneak away and... um, I think he'll go to the uh, Watchtower Tavern. So he makes his way up that main road towards the Watchtower Tavern. It is a bar with a facade at the front of a of a giant watchtower. And he walks in. He hears Jimi Hendrix music and sees a, I don't want to say a strapping young man, but because he's got lean muscle. But a, a man in his, in his mid to late 20s, I think I said. Standing behind the bar, just wiping it down, and he looks up and he notices you and says, "Oh, uh, welcome. You seem uh, a little bit too well dressed to be a local." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Severus gives him a bow and he says, "Oh, don't don't mind these. I uh, I was looking for a friend of mine, and I I wonder if you could help me." And he goes and sits at the bar and kind of leans on it. Oh, huh? yes. Uh, I'm looking for. A woman, uh, her name is Meadow, I believe is what she goes by here. Uh-huh. And, uh, and you see he's suddenly become very wary. So he gives you his full attention, although his eyes kind of shift around a bit. And he says, um, wh- why? Why are you, why do you want to see her? I mean, if she is, is here. Oh, we're, uh, we're old friends. Just, just tell her Severus Savati would like to see her. Ah. Uh. Do do you know where I can find her? Um, can you define what you mean by old friends? Two questions. How old? And friends as in two people platonically knowing each other or friend friends? And he kind of links his fingers together. And I... Oh, 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 goodness, no. Certainly not friend friends. Um. We've known each other a lot longer than perhaps she remembers. I'm a very old friend, but uh, we recently encountered each other on vacation. And, well, my 
my carnival is in town, and I would just simply like to uh, check in on her, see how she is. Ah. He kind of scratches his face and glances up at the stairs across the way. And um, I think I'm going to need you to get a manipulate rolling here, which seems a little bit weird, but I'm sure the listeners will know why. Oh, yeah. No, I, I can understand. <laughs> okay, here we go. First roll of the game. Oh. Uh, that is a 13. Wow. Well, if you can assure me that you won't be, and he puts his fing- laces his fingers together again, I think I might know where she is. Oh, um, well, this is a bit awkward. I'm her son, but she doesn't remember me. And his, just, his mouth just opens, and he looks like his mind is blanked for a moment. He's like, that would be a good reason. I think we need to go see her. And he walks around from the bar, and he gestures for you to follow him up the stairs. Uh, well, uh, I, 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 I seem to be uh, at a loss here. Um, I didn't happen to catch your name. I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm Severus Savati. Oh, um, how rude of me! And he just wipes his hands on his apron, and he holds his hand out, and he says, "Joel, um, I'm kind of her brother." Kind of her brother, and Severus will shake his hand. And he's like, "Well, it sounds like." There's a very interesting story there. I'm more interested in your story, um, so let's let's go check on her. Yes, that's. And he takes you up the stairs. You turn off at the landing, and you see a door which has several locks on the outside, including bolts and what looks like some very feral-looking nail scratches through the wood of the door. And he stops you for a moment and he says, you might want to prepare yourself. Uh, it is, uh, I, I, I believe, uh, I'm once again at a loss. Uh, why are you keeping her prisoner? It's really for everyone's safety. And he pulls it almost out of nowhere. He seems to pull out this, this spray bottle and gives it a, a little spritz in the air. And you see, it's just water that's coming out. And he says, she's. She's kind of in heat, is really the only way I can put it. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, yes, I... All right. Um, <clears throat> then let's, uh, let's get this over with. Uh, okay, okay. And he kind of squares his shoulders as he starts unlocking the bolts. You swear you hear movement on the other side of the door. Takes a breath before he opens the door and he swings it open. And it's just like almost complete darkness in the room. But you can hear the crinkling of candy wrappers. Mm. It smells like a mix of candy and human having been locked in a room for a long time. Oh, that wonderful musk. <laughs> well, this is certainly not what I expected. Uh, Meadow and Hill cautiously walk into the room are you here it's uh it's severus and from immediately next to you you hear severus you must save me um yeah he'll look in the direction and be like oh i uh save you from what my brother he won't let me out let me out severus well you didn't say the magic word please well, I mean, I suppose we could. I, I did want to catch up. Can you uh, come into the light, please? She'll shuffle slowly into the light, kind of shielding her eyes as if the light is blinding her. I mean, who knows how long she's been in this dark room for. And you see her, she's in a crumpled dress. I don't know what color at this stage, if it was white and it got dirty or if it was a brown color to begin with. And uh, she looks very pregnant, and her hair is just a wild blonde mess. His eyebrows will raise. Oh, goodness. Um, he looks back at Joel for a moment, and then back at Meadow. This is, uh, well, this is a development. You weren't uh, pregnant the last time I saw you. No, 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 I wasn't. I mean... Uh, this wasn't my fault. 
this is that bastard Hendrix's fault. He did this to me. Uh, Hendrix? Oh, I was I was slightly concerned that it was uh, Troy, you know, with the tentacles and... You remember Troy, yes? Yeah. And Joel's like, who the fuck is Troy? Oh, he's a, uh, he's a myriad fellow that we met uh, on vacation. Lots of tentacles, uh, got tossed around by a giant sea turtle, if I recall correctly. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very long story. So much ink. Yes. Um, for what I understand, Meadow and Troy eloped briefly at a, uh, pawn shop. There was some confusion, I, I suppose. It was supposed to be a pawn shop. Um, but yes, accents being what they are. We didn't elope. We made sweet, sweet love. I turned that squid boy into a squid man. Yes. I didn't know he was only two years old, though. Yes, Magic. Be that way sometimes. Um, do you, do you really want to go out in, in such a disheveled way? I mean, wouldn't it be helpful if you got a bath and maybe a new set of clothes? first and she looks down at herself almost like she's now seeing herself for the first time she's like ah and she bends over reaches down and pulls up the hem of her dress and starts to lift it up oh oh um you know what i i i i will get out of here out of your your way and uh you know i'll I'll talk to joel and uh you get ready and whenever you're ready you just call down for me okay okay you see a kind of cast a look at a brother's like a smug look like I'm getting out of here and there's nothing you can do about it. Because <laughs> an older man is taking charge, so nah. <laughs> um yeah, I think Severus will take his cue and uh step out of the room with Joel and close the door. Yep. And Joel looks like he really wants to lock that door again against you and he's like I, I I don't think it's safe for her to be anywhere near anyone. Yes, I any anyone. I can understand that. I can I can try my best to ensure that nothing disastrous happens. Um, it seems the worst damage has already been done. Uh, what can you tell me about this fellow Hendrix? Honestly, I have I have so many questions. Um, oh. And you see Joel's face kind of looks a little bit wistful and you could almost swear there were little love hearts in his eyes. And he's like, well, um, I'm not really sure too much about Hendrix, but um, he knows Marie. Um, they seem to be sort of close. Um, has a very big accent. Um, muscles, scars over most of his body. Um, Oh, were you too close? Um, it's it's okay. I I'm a carnivore, uh, so I'm very accepting of alternative lifestyles. Oh, it's not. It's more. It it didn't really work out because Meadow kind of well, she got to him first, and I didn't really know. And um, that scoundrel. She's really scary when she's angry. Yes, I, I I can understand that. Oh, that that does bring me to my next question. So you're my uncle. How how does that work? Oh, um, I guess I am. Um, I I think I adopted Meadow, or she kind of adopted me when I was little. So. Oh, I see. They said she was my sister. And, um, if you're actually her son, and she's kind of like looking at you odd, because you kind of look a little bit older than Mito in his eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> I guess you'll understand that I grew up, and she didn't, in many ways, grow up. Yes, that, um, that seems to be a recurring... <clears throat> so, are you, uh, um... Well, are you magical? Well, I mean, if you guys have said... No, no, not in that way, no. Oh, okay, well. Who told you that she was your sister? Oh, uh, Mavis. Mavis. The 
the li- town's librarian. She's um she's kind of an expert and uh, those magical things you mentioned. I understand. Thank you so much for for uh, helping me. You're giving me lots of uh, directions to look into. You see, Meadow, well, something's happened to her. I I plan to get to the bottom of it. I mean, obviously she's very pregnant. It's been about a month. Well, yes, that that makes sense. Like I said, very much in heat. Um, the spray bottle works sometimes, but um, usually anyone who goes in there, um, who's dumb enough to go in there, um, doesn't come back with all of their clothing on. And I don't need to see that. No, no, you, you shouldn't. Well, I mean, there was one I didn't mind seeing, but I mean, I, I don't need to know what my sister is doing with people. Yes, I I completely understand. Uh, I have been on the end of learning too much. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't think I want to know. Um, oh, as as I said, I've I mentioned Troy, did I not? Oh yeah, I don't want to know about that either. I mean, although I'm kind of curious about the tentacles, but no, not anything to do with my sister. Um, yes. Um, is he really only two years old? From what I understand, it he was a comic book character that has come to life through some mystical means. Oh. And he does not look phased by this at all. Oh, so are you perhaps used to this sort of thing? Uh, yeah, I'm what you might call the cleanup crew. Oh, well, that's an admirable job. There was a time in the 60s I had to do that for some friends of mine. They would go through town and, well, they weren't as secretive as they could have been, and I had wiped the slate clean a few times as Ah, yeah, we we have two of those. Well, uh, two, and then another one, and then one, when, and then we have a few of those. Yep. Hmm. I I uh, Marie being one of them. Yes. Oh yeah, the, the prime prime example. Yep. Yes. Uh, mother mentioned her last time that uh, we saw each other. She got her a novelty mug, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, she um. Quite fond of Marie. Yep. And who wouldn't be, I'm sure. Hmm, yeah. Now that you mention it, quite a, quite a lot of people are fond of Marie. Huh. Well, um, if there's anything you need, um, while Meadow's kind of laid up, I'm looking after the place. Um, I usually run my mechanics store. Uh, Voodoo Mechanics down south of the town. Oh, that's a lovely name for a shop. Ha, yeah. Well, we're following the theme of the of the town. Yes, I, I quite enjoy this town. Lively with the sound of music. You could even say the hills are alive with it. Ha, 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 yeah. Right, um. Yeah. Could I get your number? Um. Uh-huh. Just in case something happens with Meadow. Oh, right, I'm your uncle. All right, yes, and um, he pulls out his business card for Voodoo Mechanics and hands it over. He says, cell phone number's on the back. Oh, thank you. Oh, yes, there it is. Thank you. Severus will put it in his coat. You might notice while you've uh, got the business card with the cell phone number written on hand on the back that it smells of a, of a nice cologne. Lovely. That's, that's such a wonderful scent. Huh. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, and he points down the stairs. Right, yes. Bye. Nice to meet you. It was lovely meeting you. Yep. Nephew. And off he goes. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Hendrix, this is a pretty corny town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, tr- I don't know why, it just happened. Need more asexual characters. Yeah. So far, we only have one. Isn't there a priest? There's an asexual priest somewhere. I didn't say if he was asexual. Did I? Uh, fair enough. I, I assume so, since he was a priest. But, you know, there's... Yeah, well, it's an all-faiths church, so... Uh, okay, yeah. Fair enough. Yep. So, uh, Mido finishes cleansing herself. She comes out of the room, kind of hesitantly, like, not believing the door is unlocked. Uh, you see her eyes are sunken. Um, she's tried to do something for her, given up and just tossed a couple of flowers in there. She's barefoot, 
and she's wearing a nice bright yellow sundress. I should point out um, it is the colder months of the year. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even know why your fun fair is here, but sure. Things usually only run during the, the warmer months, but fair enough. Hey, all the time is carnival time. Yeah. I'm ready. Oh, well, yes, you you look much better. Uh, it's it's an amazing thing what a little bit of water will do to the soul. Um, and he offers his arm to her. Um, I I must apologize. Troyota is not with us, but um, I do have a, a very reliable truck. Is it an aware truck? Uh, no, I'm, I am trying to reserve um, bestowing sentience on vehicles until unless absolutely necessary. What a shame. I really miss Toyota. Well, I will tell you what. I will make you a deal. Joel told me you've been a little ravenous, so if you are on your best behavior, I will bring my truck to life. How does that sound? Deal. <laughs> <laughs> And her eyes kind of glow red for a moment. Oh, that's, uh, that's new. Um, shall we get a move on? I'm pregnant. Yes, I noticed. Congratulations. Thank you. Joel has been catching me up on the, uh, backstory. Oh? Oh, just, uh, telling me who Hendrix is, um. Oh, the bastard. In, yes, that one. Well, Can we go to the castle? I heard there's a castle. There's there's a castle. Oh, well, that sounds lovely. I would I would love to see a castle. Where I come from, we have castles everywhere. But you know, an American castle is always nice to see. Oh well, I don't think it's American. Oh, how how did it get here? Magic. Oh, then we must look. And she starts skipping down the stairs and pulling you along after, since you know she's taking your arm. Yeah, I he he definitely will will try his best to keep up. Yep. So you make it into the Watchtower Tavern proper. She does a kind of look around to make sure everything's fine. You know that entrepreneurial business sense is still ticking. She clocks a couple of people, licks their lips, but is intent on seeing that castle. I think he's got his uh, truck parked out front, and he'll he'll lead her to it. I think at this point he's really just watching her, seeing how she is with the locals. He's very curious about everything and wants to just know what's going on. Yeah, she'll try to veer off every so often when an attractive person comes anywhere near her orbit, but I, I guess you're still holding on to her and keeping her in check, so she reluctantly follows you to the track, gives it a nice caress. Soon. A little pet. <clears throat> yes. Uh, well, uh, Severus will open the door for her, of course. Of course. She'll hop in. And uh, he'll get in on, on his side and uh, start going to the castle. Yep, she'll give you directions. It is not very far away, actually, but um, she seems to want to ride in that truck. So it's just a couple of blocks away. It's in the middle of town. Just seems to be surrounded by little stores and shops it's kind of weird it really looks so out of place it's like a four-story high castle with complete with turrets and parapets and the portcullis and everything and outside there's a sign that says it's the hendrix library i i have to ask is it germanic style or is it uh more european or uh english yes well german castles tend to, to be more storybook-esque. Yeah, storybook-esque. Yeah. And she's she's already out of the track by the time he pulls up. Like, <laughs> you do not have a hand on her at the moment. She's just, she's off. She's fast. She is so fast. She's going into that castle. She is not even waiting for you. She's gone. I never had kids, but I imagine they are quite like this. Um, yeah, he'll... <laughs> He'll be sure to bring the truck to park after she jumps out, I guess. Yeah. Whenever she runs into the castle, he'll he'll follow behind it, like, you know, definitely a few steps behind. He he might have to jog a little bit to catch up, because she is yeah. phew, off like a shot. Oh, she is so fast. You have no idea. <laughs> 
And it's almost like she's got a beeline on where she wants to go. And she takes off down some stairs. And Angus, I assume we find yourself in your room in the basement. What are you doing? Some personal time. Oh, bye. <laughs> what a time to walk in. No, no. Um, Got your hands full, I see. Oh. <laughs> Both hands. <laughs> um, he's probably just stacking stuff up. Again, putting his various accoutrements that he has garnered from various goodwills or whatever. Making an ad hoc bookshelf. Just kind of setting up shop. Okay. So, unfortunately for Angus, he has his back to the door. He might hear the door click open. But within, like, a fraction of a second, there is a human person body weight has jumped up onto his back, wrapped their arms and legs around his torso and neck, and appears to be purring. You might have to recognize this at all. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would recognize. Yes. <laughs> oh, Metal, what are you doing? Fuck, oh, you gotta get off. Oh, I intend to. I've missed you, Angus. And there's like not, not, rubbing. Not with me. No, you didn't. And he. Oh, this is going to be a terrible idea. And he kind of just backs over towards his bed. And. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to, how to say this. He tries to kind of peel her off and kind of drop her onto the bed. So he takes her to his bed and tries to get her off. I get you. Hey, any port in a storm. Yeah, exactly what you wanted. Hey, she's perfectly safe, right? Act under pressure, because on the one hand, you really want to remove her from your person. On the other hand, you are very aware she is very pregnant, and you have no idea the full extent of her powers. Act under pressure. Hold on, I'm clicking. i got to change windows and click things. Mm-hmm. Buttons, there we go. Ooh, it's an 11, a success. Okay, so you managed to peel her off and lay her down on your bed when you were joined by another person you've not met before. Angus will look sharply and suddenly at uh, the newcomer. And who are you? Oh, uh, pardon. Uh, I am Severus Savati. Uh, I own the traveling funfair that has just come into town. Now, Meadow, I do believe we had an arrangement and you said you were going to behave. I know, but he just smells so good. Well, yes, but but that's no reason to jump on a strange man's back. I'm sure he didn't uh, ask for you to do that, and that's very rude. His inner wolf was begging me. Angus visibly shudders. (laughs) So, you two know each other, then? Yes, we're uh, old friends. Meadow, uh... Oh, I... Oh, yes, I... Friends like... No, no. He kind of glances down at her belly. Gods, no. Um... You must stay away from her, then. She's ravenous. You got a spray bottle? No, no, thank you. Uh, Joel already gave me the lowdown on that. Um, I, I don't believe uh, it'll be necessary. Oi! You done on there? You'll be even a surprise, then. It's, that's not the kind of surprise I would like, thank you very much. <laughs> not I. Um, <clears throat> now, how, how she get out of her room? Well, <clears throat> I uh, made a deal with her. As long as she behaves, um, you know, I take her own town. I get to make love with a truck. I don't believe we said we would make love with the truck, but I would bring the truck to life. Well, you don't have to be there. I, it was just me and the truck. I'm sorry, what? Oh, yes, have have. Uh, yes, uh, have you ever brought a truck to life with magic? It's it's quite an experience. Especially a new truck with that nice new truck smell. Magic, you say? Yes, uh, I, I'm connected to the magical realm, as you, you would say. Is it a fact? It is. Angus just kind of gives Severus a hard look. If Severus notices, he he doesn't seem to react. Severus is really powerful. He can bring trucks to life. And his eyes go green. Greener than green. Do they now? I can do a bit more than that, but... What's your business here in Hendrix, Mr. Severus? 
Oh, it's uh, twofold. Uh, for one, my carnival was in the area, and, um, well, it was frankly cheaper to set up here than in, in uh, Joplin. And uh, I like the smaller towns better for that sort of thing. Sure, they don't pay out as much, but you just can't get past that small town sense of community. The other is, uh, of course, I wanted to check on Meadow. We met on vacation. I was quite curious about uh, how she was doing, um, which apparently she's pregnant. All right. Apparently she's doing just fine, aside from that. Speaking of Meadow, uh, she's under the covers. <laughs> I think I'm seeing why you wanted to come to the castle so badly. <laughs> All right, Meadow, enough playing. Get out of my bed. Bed is so comfy and it smells like you. Angus just kind of sighs, walks over, and oh god, I'm regret every minute of this. Rips the sheets off her. <laughs> Severus averts his eyes. I so want to say something, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I I was already expecting it. <laughs> um, she is clutching the pillow. She will not give that pillow up. You may have to sacrifice a pillow. Angus sighs heavily. I like. I need to go. You gotta stay here in my bed. Come on, up you get. And he reaches down to try and lift her up and set her on her feet. Well, well, Power, do you want to manipulate her or strong arm her here? Because if you're going to strong arm her, it's act under pressure. If you want to manipulate her, you know it's charm. I do not want to manipulate any part of her. <laughs> then another act under pressure. Under pressure it is. So much pressure. Ooh, a seven, that makes success. Oh, jeez, that's terrible. Yeah, um, you can get her up out of the bed, but you are not getting that pillow back, and you might also be missing something else. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Oh, no. You'll find out later. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so she's, like, hugging the pillow against her, her belly and her chest. So, um, <clears throat> how do you know uh, Meadow? Hold on, I'm trying to remember how we even met Meadow. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Oh, my God. So This Meadow. <laughs> this Meadow. How did we meet this Meadow? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I met her at the uh, Watchtower Tavern, where she's staying. I stayed there for a brief while myself. I, I had heard she owned the establishment. How, how long ago did you meet her? Oh, a couple of months back. Uh, she starts humming um, Prince's 1999 song. And and you've only known her as Meadow? Bye. Um, so, uh, Zero. Mm hmm Severus has a magical item. Yeah. That heats up. It's, a, it's an amulet that he keeps in his pocket. Mm-hmm. That heats up whenever somebody tells him a lie or is trying to scam him in some way. Yep. Um, is it heating up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much everything he said about meeting Meadow and if he knew it beforehand, lies, lies, lies. Hmm. Uh, I didn't get your name, sir. What was it? Angus. Angus. Um, allow me to tell you this. Um, I'm not someone you should lie to. In fact... I, I tend to take that rather personally. Um, but I will find out what happened to her. Angus kind of tilts his head and crosses his arms, crosses his chest. Well, that's something we'd all like to know, isn't it? I had really good sex. Not that. Oh, okay. And he, he visibly shudders. She goes on about that awful lot. Yes, I've I've noticed. Everyone should love someone sometime, and more sometimes, and more everyone. Severus rubs the bridge of his nose. Right, um, I, I really don't want to get into the whole love topic, but Mr. Angus, if, if you know more than you're saying, it would be in your best interest to let me know. Why? Yes, I don't wish to make things hostile. In fact, I would like to think of us as more as uh, old friends. 
And I want to use a move that Severus has called easygoing. Okay. You want to read that out for the crowd? Yeah. Um, you have the gift of being friendly and easy to chat to. When you try and make a good impression on someone you just met, roll plus charm. On a 10 plus, they treat you as a trustworthy and friendly acquaintance. On a 7 and 9, they open up about more than usual, but still regard you as a stranger. On a 6 or less, they'll think you're playing them. Okay, so essentially, it's kind of like a manipulate someone. Yeah. Roll it, and we'll have a bit of the manipulate one, so Angus can still choose whether or not to go along with it, I think, because this is, wow. That was an 11. <laughs> Angus, what do you think? He does seem charming, though a little bit threatening, but charming nonetheless. Hmm. If you go along with him, I'll give you one XP. No, that's all right. I'll go along with that anyway, based on the roll. Well, you get one XP anyway. Angus kind of shakes his head slightly, kind of sighs. This iteration of Medu, I only met just recently. So I wasn't exactly lying when I said I've known her as Medu like this. You seem to know something about magic. Well, I seem to have jumped timelines a little bit. I met Medu originally when she was the owner of the, the tavern. God, I don't know how long ago that was at this point. Was that a few months, I think? A few months back, even. Things got a little strange. We had uh, something happen, and me and my friend, we got transported back in time somehow. Something went away when we came back, and everything now is kind of wonky. I see. And did you know her whenever you went back in time? I'm not sure I knew her. There was someone that was like her. What the fuck was her name? Esmeralda or something? Aramitha. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. There was someone like her. Called herself Aramitha. I'm not sure there was much going on there. Uh, Severus's eyes will widen in recognition whenever you say Aramitha, and he'll give a small nod. Yes, that's, uh, that is who I'm trying to find. It seems someone has bewitched her, brought her to this new life, tend to find the culprits, and try to reverse the damage as I can. Aye, that'd be a good thing. I'd like to get back to my old ways. Right now it seems like no one even remembers me. At least not on Hendrix. You seem to make quite an impression. Perhaps there's something freeing in no longer being recognized. You have a clean slate? I don't know about that. But at least for now, I'm keeping to myself, if you know what I mean. I understand quite well. What's uh, Meadow up to? She's just been quietly sniffing the pillow and watching the two of you. And she says, speaks up at this moment. Aramitha is one of the names that Marie suggested to me for the baby. And she didn't tell you why? No, she also said I, if it's a boy, maybe I should call him Angus. No, I don't know that at all. It was right before um, I almost fell in the river and you rescued me and your big, strong, burly army clothes. Oh, okay. And she's kind of shuffling a little bit closer. Ah, son of then. So what do you plan to do then, to find these individuals? I'm not sure. Um, I could perform some form of magic and see if I can look back in time. I'm really trying to figure out, well, <clears throat> Meadow. Yeah? What's the first thing you remember? Um, there were trees. Yes. And then there were some flowers. And there was a big circle, a magic circle on the ground, and Joel was there, and Deputy Winters, I mean Sheriff Winters, and Mavis. There's this Mavis again. I'm not interested in the fact that she mentioned the Sheriff. Why? What's... Oh, he's had some comments and goings. Really? It seems they may be in league with each other. Why? But that's between the sheets they are. Oh, they're uh, paramours. I don't think I slept with the sheriff. I. That's probably for the best. I think you've had enough activity for a little while. I'm hungry. Hey, I got nothing here. Well, we can always uh, find some food. I, I don't know any local establishments, but um, 
By now, I think they should have a few of the food stalls set up. Favorite carnival food? Ooh, those little things with the potatoes that are all twirly. What? And the meats on a stick. Yes, curly fries and uh, corn dogs. Have you ever had a funnel cake? I don't think so. Mr. Angus, uh, if you would like, you can join us, and I would greatly appreciate your help in this investigation. Aye, it seems like it would be mutually beneficial. We can get back to normal. Perhaps you can find out what's wrong with Meadow here. I'm pregnant. Aye, that you are. Angus will grab a jacket from a peg and toss it on. What kind of jacket does Angus wear? Because I, I picture something leather. Probably leather. That's kind of what I was picturing. Nice. Did he get a coat back? No, I'm picturing just a pair of jeans, some boots, just a t-shirt and a jacket. Very basic ensemble. Yeah. Mito likes. <laughs> does miss the kilt bar. Well, yeah, it's hard to get that. Easy access. <laughs> I was going to say, does she know about the kilt? I, I would think she'd know about it in this timeline. Ah. Uh... Well, who says she's lost all of her memories? Maybe she's got this image of him in a kilt. And a fun game of peekaboo. <laughs> That's so drafty. <laughs> okay, so you guys, do you take the track or do you walk? Well, I guess you have to take the track. Yeah. Yeah, I think Severus would definitely. How big is this truck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's an extended cab pickup. Amita will try to get on his, um, Angus's lamp, regardless. No, no, you, you sit in the front there. Amita, I'll sit in the back where it's just me alone. Behind me? Oh, I, 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 that's fine. Actually, that'd probably be the only way it would work. <laughs> Does the track have a name? Uh, no, I have not given it a name yet. Can name your trucks? Do you not name your rides? Well, the last thing I wrote. Um. <laughs> you wrote you broke. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a car. You should just walk. Oh, well, walking is very good for you. I quite enjoy these uh, automobiles. I have a van, but I don't drive. And there's also Jax's motorbike. But, I mean, that's Jax's motorbike. I thought he gave it to Marie. No, it's Jax's motorbike. Well, I don't believe it would be safe for us to, to ride the motorbike, especially in your condition. That baby is liable to come out with a flat head. Really? I, I'm not sure. Probably. That sounds right. I don't even know what it'll be. Well, hopefully it won't have tendrils. Why would they have tendrils? Oh, um, she, uh, well, <clears throat> a, uh... I made a squid boy into a squid man. Yes, that's, uh, what I was trying to say. Angus just looks aghast. <clears throat> yes, right then, I will just start the truck and head towards, uh, the tent then. Yep, so you guys head down south towards where they are setting up the carnival. How, how does it look? I mean, it's your carnival. Severus, explain it. Oh, um, I think it's definitely got the uh, the big top going. And it, it has its own set of various stalls. There's lots of like the big power cords that are stretched out, so the different generators are going. They haven't set up all the rides yet, but um, they're working on the Ferris wheel. Getting that constructed. Didn't want to say erected. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be very careful with that. Could put an eye out with that thing. <laughs> Meadow's eyes are wide as she's taking this all in. I bet she is. Severus probably has a small look of pride on his face. He notices that look of wonder. Someone's also in the process of setting up the big fun house, which is... I, I want to say it's kind of a, uh, an upgrade from your last fun house. This one, when it's unfolded and constructed fully, it'll be two stories high. 
and you're hoping that it will be quite the hit with the patrons and visitors. Perhaps even fun. Mr. Severus, you've caught the up here. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's it's grown quite a bit since I started it in the 50s. How old does he look? Severus? Yes. He probably looks like he's in his like mid-40s. <laughs> Which is a comment that probably brings up your little radar antenna there. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been in a somewhat similar situation age-wise, supposedly. Allegedly. Allegedly. Angus nods approvingly. Yeah, I, I think we'll uh, park somewhere and uh, then go get some food. There is a, a little bit of a, a crowd forming. I mean, there's the rubberneckers, there's kids who are all excited that there's going to be a carnival. There's a few like teens trying to look disinterested, but totally interested because, you know, this is, this is new for them. Food stalls, a few of them have been set up. You can get your funnel cakes, you can get your corn dogs, your curly fries, what have you. Oh, there's probably even like, I think they're called Korean corn dogs. Korean corn dad? Okay. Yeah, they're um half the weenie length, and then the other half is a mozzarella stick. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Why is it Korean? I, I guess that's where, where it came from. Okay. It's one of those things that, you know, the corn dog goes in and, you know, <laughs> half a mozzarella stick corn dog comes out. God damn it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, and um, um, Meadow seems really taken with these. I bet she does. Uh, she has four sticks of them in one hand. and oh, four um, in one hand. My goodness. Four in one hand, yep. All at once? Yep. Bless her heart. Only one in the mouth at a time, though. But um, Oh, my God. Sarah. I'm completely innocent. Where's Celeste? Me some giggling. <laughs> <laughs> Celeste, calm down. There we go. Ah, <laughs> uh, tears. And she's she's got a big drink in the other hand. Um, so she's just at the moment she seems to be appeased and following the two of you around, but her eyes are darting everywhere, taking everything in. So what was your last stop, Mister Savas? Uh we uh, where 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 were we last at? May. Oh, uh. We were actually passing through a uh, small town. I believe the name was Chelsea. <laughs> and then we just moving further north. Angus nods if he has any idea where that would be. Aye, aye. And where's your final destination? I don't have one. I've been trying to find myself for so long. Whenever I started this carnival, I had a single goal. Once I accomplished that, I... I've just been a little lost, to be honest. That's one of the things about the carnival is you're never really lost. You're always home. He killed people. Yes, I did. They were very bad and they deserved it. Angus looks sharply at Severus. You guys have something in common. Now, now. <laughs> he probably didn't kill children, though. She was possessed. It was the only way. <laughs> yes, because the number one way to stop a possession is to kill someone. It's the quickest way. All about efficiency. Yep, yep. And they got rid of the body. Rip their throat out and bathe in their blood. Yes. Kill people, yes, sir. Uh, yes, I did. Um, as I said, they deserved it. <laughs> Angus raises both eyebrows. I fell in love with a wonderful woman. Uh, she completely changed how I saw the world. She was truly one of a kind. But what I didn't know is she was working with the cult. The cult captured me and kept me a, uh, mystically bound. And then they, uh, they used me to gain longevity. It's something that seems very popular among humans. No offense. Don't take him. They seem to be obsessed with living a long life. But, well, a friend of mine uh, freed me, though the cult disbanded and spread across the world as they were, I decided to make it my life's goal to track them down, and <clears throat> the best cover for that was what you see here. But it's very odd. 
You dig a grave for revenge. You plant a seed and something wonderful comes from it. Aye. So you have a traveling murder circus. Now you're cultivating forests. Oh, we haven't murdered anyone since the 80s. Well, I haven't. That's mighty big of ya. I have. Tankus looks abruptly at Meadow. Why? She's got her mouth full. Yes, she does. <laughs> Just a tip. Oh no. It's full. Does does she use condiments to, to dip that with? Ketchup, mustard, mayo? Yep. Oh, all the mustard. Mayonnaise. <laughs> it looks like, no mayonnaise. <laughs> Not going that gross. She's put mustard on everything. The funnel cakes, the curly fries. There's seems to be handprints of mustard all over her drink container. <laughs> I suppose we probably should have been watching her a little closer, but you know what? This is okay. It's, it all washes away. Hey, as long as she doesn't go out there with somebody. She's a bit wild, but... Yes, well, I, we, we do have the deal, and she's very eager to meet um, my truck. As am I, to be honest. Every time you bring life to something, it's, it's a different experience. Now, when you say bring life, <laughs> what, what, what exactly do you mean? Well... Everything has its own voice. Um, if you think of it like this, humans can give life to things just as easily as I could, but they just don't give it a voice, which what I do is give it a voice. Um, think of it as a child. Angus kind of interrupts him with his hand up for a minute. Oh. So you let me, let me see if I understand this correctly. Please stop me if I'm wrong. You give life to a truck the same way <laughs> Hendrix gave life to Meadow. <laughs> no, no, <clears throat> no, no, not, 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 not at all. <laughs> um, it's more like, uh, it's more like if a child has a has a toy, you give that toy a name and a personality in their head with their imagination. That's magic, because for that child, that toy is exceptional. It's their best friend. What I do is recognize that life, and I give it a voice. I see. I don't really understand. What if you say so? You'll see it in due time. That's what I'm worried about. Well, so far, nothing that I've, you know, given a voice to has tried to kill us. Me, specifically. So far? So far, yes. But I have lots of experience in this realm. <laughs> I... Well, in my experience, magic isn't something to be meddled in. Usually it comes to no good end. In my experience, magic is meant to be meddled in. There's lots of casual magic that people practice every day and not even realize it. It's whenever people take it too far, too much of a good thing, as it were. Alright, well, I stage that out. Just be sure. None of you certainly the magic. <clears throat> Gentlemen. You turn and you see Sheriff Winters standing there holding Meadow by the wrist. Um, she says she's with you. I uh, don't appreciate what just happened. <laughs> Can you please keep her under control? Possibly in the same way her brother has been. <laughs> I suppose you would need to keep her prisoner. Look. Whatever keeps her from doing things like this. And he turns them both around, and you see there's two mustard handprints on his butt, on his pants, on the outside of his trousers. Oh, Sheriff, you got something just just there. Yeah, I'm all aware. Well, that doesn't look very professional. Well, I caught her yellow-handed, as it were, and she can see her hand as it's covered in mustard. Now, Meadow, we had a deal, and Severus will hold out his arm for her. I'm sorry, Severus. And she takes his arm and kind of rubs her mustard hand on the fabric of his coat. Um, this kind of makes an ew face. <laughs> right, well, it wasn't my glutes that you were grabbing, so do apologize to the nice constable. I'm sorry, Sheriff. 
and she kind of looks away. All right, there we go. All fixed then. Uh-huh. And he kind of glares at Angus that, you know, my uh, keeping my eye on you kind of thing. It's like, you keep her and yourself out of trouble. I'm never in any trouble. Uh-huh. Also try and keep your clothing on. You're in public. Turns on his heel and saunters off along the midway, checking out the stalls, you know, eyeing it up like a law enforcement officer would. What a bastard. He takes on getting used to. Well, hopefully I won't have to. Um, what, what was this about uh, keeping your clothes on? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's a bit of a long story. Let's just say there was a mishap at the watchtower. Lost all my clues. Had to escape in the need. Then I tried to find clothes, and it, it's, it's a long story. I'd rather not relive it. I think I only took your shirt. Uh, Severus just raises his eyebrows and he's like, well, if you insist, uh, I won't force you to to reveal your secrets, but... Fire. Right. So, what's this about the cult you mentioned before? Oh, um, they were called the Cult of the Unseeing Eye. They've, they had influences all over Europe and eventually they moved to, uh, Bolivia, which is where they had me trapped. But I took care of it. It's they shouldn't be a problem any longer. Just kind of clears his throat. I well, that sounds like that settled then. Well done. Yes, thank you. So, where can we find this uh, Mabel, the librarian? Was it Mavis? Mavis, pardon <laughs> me. Well, last I thought, she was in the library. Which was, you know, upstairs when y'all barged into my room. Well, Meadow did the barging. I, I simply followed along. That's the last place I saw her. I believe she lives there as well. Someone on the upper stories. Yes, well, perhaps it's time she and I had a conversation. Can I trust you to get uh, my mother back to the tavern? Your mother? We miss you, Celeste. It's weird without all that incessant giggling. Sigh. She'll be back. Wow, that was a little bit meadow. Sorry about that. Moving on. Do you remember that mystery with the demon back in 1999? You know, the one with the big giant crack and the Ladyland Bridge that Angus just had to put his hands into and make bigger for some reason? Well, good news, everyone! It's available on DriveThruRPG and Itch.io, and you can pay what you want for it. You don't want to pay anything? It's free! If you want to toss down a dollar or two, that'll be great too! The money will help the podcast. It's called Knocking on Demon's Door, demon being spelled D-A-E-M-O-N, just because I like to be difficult with spelling words. Or you can just look up Recreate and Wolf on DriveThruRPG or itch.io. Links are available in the show notes if you just want to click on something. We have a trailer for the Dimension Door podcast. If you love Angus's really bad Scottish accent, then we totes recommend you check out this really good accent-filled Pathfinder actual play after the beep. And as always, thanks for listening. Beep! When the warmth of summer is under threat... I spy with my little eye something big and gray. Oh man, that's a big storm cloud over there, don't you know? One group will brave the storm. Ugh, Suka, it is colder than Baba Yaga's tits out here. Literally, right now. We must use our most powerful weapon. Quick, everyone, love each other. You can listen to the adventure. If you climb in the saddle, you best be ready for the ride. Roll the dice and have some feelings with the Dimension Door podcast as they play through Paizo's Reign of Winter. Oh, except, you know, you don't actually need to roll the dice because we, we like, we, we pre-recorded this whole thing and we already rolled the dice, so. Shmerigold, no, we are recording right now. Oh, dear. Good girl, just quiet, 